Hello, everyone. Welcome to C-Suite Talks, a podcast that takes you inside some of the most interesting businesses and industries today. It explores career success and how we can make a difference. We invite you to join us on this journey. Welcome to C-Suite Talks. I'm Beth Hilby. And I'm Diane Gubin, co-CEO along with Beth. And this week, we are so excited to talk to Otisha, who goes by O.T. Mosley Bremond. She is the Director of Culture, Community, Partnerships, and Experiences at Tenrel Cellars. And Tenrel Cellars is a female-owned winery. We're going to go into that. OT is from Southern Los Angeles. Her passion and responsibility to the world is to create spaces for growth and transformation. OT's work includes culturally adept programming and events that encourage inclusivity, community awareness, and community building. She believes creating cultures of engagement and belonging are the foundation of community building, which fuels trust-based relationships and transformational change. OT holds a BA in criminal justice, as well as a master's degree in psychology from Pepperdine. Plus, she has certificates in diversity, equity, and inclusion. Welcome, OT. Hello, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Always a good time with my ladies, Beth and Diane, so. Thank you. Yes, we love OT, and OT has um, come to some of our C-suite events and utilized her great skills in diversity, equity, inclusion with with our wonderful members, and it was so much fun, and we really enjoyed that. So thank you so much, and I highly encourage anyone listening to reach out to OT. Diane will give you her information at the end, and um, we will... um, take it from there and she'll yeah yeah because she's got great exercises like why reach out because oh (laughs) she does she doesn't just do dei which you know is out there in the culture right now but it's diversity equity and equity and belonging and she has these wonderful exercises that are um great for groups or corporations uh to do to to make sure that people feel very included yes very much so so, Ot, can you kind of walk us through your background and your career, and how you got on that journey to uh, focusing on DE and I, and then kind of going to Tenerel Sellers? Because you really are involved with two different businesses. So, kind of tell us all about that. Yes. So, uh, DE and I has been my life. I mean, as a African American young lady from South Central Los Angeles, um, you know, you learn very early that. The world is different depending on where you grow up, depending on where you live and all of those things. But for me, it didn't it didn't upset me. It made me want to expose everyone to both sides, both cultures, because I, I learned that, you know, on one hand, we didn't have as much as others, but the others didn't know that we existed either. You know, so it was like, oh, there's an opportunity here to bridge the gap of us understanding each other's cultures and, and how these things become where they are and, and, and figure out how we can kind of change that, right? So our, my first experience with DE and i was really when I was going to high school and my mom wanted me to go to a uh, what she felt, you know, was a better school, private school. And I had to go on these interviews, right? And so I'm going into these interviews and I come into these offices and I look around and absolutely no one looks like me at all, you know? And so I'm sitting there waiting my turn and, you know, just like a, like a, a actress audition, we're all kind of looking at each other, sizing each other up. And then you get in the room and then another layer of people where no one looks like you. And now you're starting to like get second guess, like what, what is, what is, what am I doing here? Right. And so I would go through the interviews, still having a little confidence because I'm, I'm young, I'm smart. I know I, I'm, I do belong here, but walking out and seeing 
all of these very affluent parents dropping off their children in these expensive cars and still seeing no one who looks like me. And I was like, this can't be real. Like, how, how, how is this possible? And so I, I, it really fueled me to change that narrative for everybody. And so I, my, my journey from then on became um, creating exposure opportunities for my friends, for pe- my mom's friends' kids, and we would all just kind of intermingle. They would come out, out to my neighborhood, and we would do things in my neighborhood, and then vice versa. And then when I got to college, same thing. I created clubs at my schools um, where we could have all these types of dialogues with um, all different diverse types of students. So we started a group called the Student African American Sisterhood, where we would have talks with all the different other um, minority group uh, clubs on the campus and talk about all the things that affected us. And that's kind of where my journey of bridging those gaps and having these conversations started. And so and that's what I'm here at Tenerel. Now I'm able to do the same thing with wine experiences where I bring people in and we share wine and have courageous conversations about things that affect us every day, whether it's the workplace or as women or whatever. So that's kind of how my journey went from there to here. <laughs> wow. That's a lot of heartfelt there. Yeah. Very heartfelt. And and you know what? It, it's actually very heartbreaking in just so many ways. So, so I'm I want to applaud you for saying, I'm going to make a difference and I am going to be the one that bridges this divide that nobody even knows exists until you bridge it, right? Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. So how does wine play into this? So wine came along because, I mean, who doesn't like wine, right? Right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But no, I, my wife and I have always wanted to be bar owners when we first met. It was something we kind of had in common. Um, And then along the journey, I wanted to not just have a, a, like a bar, but like, let's do something a little more elevated. And I wanted it to be in my community in South LA. And so, you know, there was zero wine bars when I thought of this idea. We now have one, I have to shout them out. 1010 Wine Bar in Inglewood. Like the number 10? Yes, 1010. Oh, I'll have to check it out because it's close to me. <laughs> yes, you have to, it's, you have to, it's black owned. Um, they serve all different uh, black owned wines there from Wade Cellars. And, I, and there's people I didn't even know had wines. Um, Keyshawn Johnson, all these football players and things. It's, and they're really good wines. So check them out. But um, we wanted to have a wine bar in our community and we wanted it to really serve the community that it was in and not have, you know, that pretentiousness that wine can come with and really have a vibe to it that um, was for our community. And so as I was doing this, the universe just started sending me like wine information randomly, right? Because you know how the world works. You, you put it out yeah. there. You mean we had the vision board party last night. Right. And you put it out there. The universe starts putting all those things in your trajectory. So my wife is into politics and she was uh, a part of the California Women Lead uh, Board and they were having their conference and a part of their conference was a wine tasting. And my wife was like, oh, come on, they're giving out free wine. You should come. <laughs> I'm like, you had me at wine, girl. So, yeah. Free. <laughs> and that must have been for, before you knew tannic acid and just how it tastes. Uh, yes, they, I had no idea. I didn't even care. <laughs> it was free and I didn't have to get out of my bed to get it. It was coming to my door. <laughs> Even better. <laughs> yes. So I sign up, I go on to the wine tasting and they had like a contest. If you take a picture for Instagram and you can get a gift if you're the winner. And I won that contest and I was like, oh, okay, I'm interested. So when I get in the wine tasting, it's Jill Osier, 
talking about Tenero Sellers. Oh. Yes. And so she's, you know, if you've ever met Jill, I mean, passion should, her name should actually be passion. Right. It's like... <laughs> because the passion that she had for her, for her vision of changing the world through wine. Like I forgot that she was talking about wine, to be honest, you know, it was really about that bringing people along, really changing the world for everyone and making it a better place. And that resonated with me. And she said she was looking for women who were diverse, who wanted to get into the wine space. And I had never heard anybody say that. No one had ever opened up the door that it was poss a possibility for me to even do that. And so I was like, well, let me see. So I emailed her while she's still on there. I'm emailing her. Um, and literally at the end of that tasting, she emails me back. And she's like, let's get on a call. So we get on a call. We start talking, and about two weeks later, I'm consulting for Tenerol, um as a as a DEI consultant for Tenerol. That's fabulous. Congratulations. Thank you. Well, first of all, we adore Jill, who is the president of Tenerol. And the fact that she created this opportunity, like really just said, you know what? I like UOT. Let's make this position. Absolutely. So I know, because you, again, you've done work with us with Tenerol. So I, I'm sure you've done it for other types of companies and organizations too. Yes. Yes. So, um, I, I used, I started off actually doing this for youth. Um, I was a youth the development director and I just was trying to expose my kids to new things and, um, having them have conversations that they weren't able to have at home with their parents or with their, with their, uh, teachers. And so we were just having these super strong, courageous conversations. And I saw how it changed their perspective on who they could be in the world. And that, little glimpse of transformation in those kids, I was like, there's, there's something to this. And people, and what I found is that people just didn't have an outlet to talk. <laughs> you know, people really just don't, don't ask people how they actually feel. They, people right. don't really want to know when they say, how are you today? They don't want you to really tell them how they are. And it's like, fine, keep going now. Thank you. <laughs> I know that's true. Yeah. And when you really gave them that space to open up and ask them questions about themselves, you just learned so much more about them, but not only them yourself and your perspective on things in the world, because sometimes you're never challenged on your own, on your own perspectives. Right. And so when you hear someone else's, you're like, oh, I never thought of it that way. And so then seeing that happen, I wanted to share that with more people. And I just started doing that with my friends. And then next thing you know, I was doing it for my um, coworkers and my, my boss was like, you know what, you should start doing this for other organizations. And I started doing it with um, other youth organizations. And then it just became a part of who I am. And <laughs> wow. Some people take forever to find out what their purpose in life is. And it sounds like you are living yours, which is great for sure. Oh, I, it's a, it's a new discovery though. Let's let me be, let me be honest, you know, as, as you're in it, it doesn't feel like that. But then the more you really just embrace it and 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 do it, it, it does become something that you don't you you don't even know you're working anymore. And sometimes you have to just be quiet and think about it. Like I was at a session yesterday, and I there were five or six C-suite members at this session at a totally different area, and I'm like, oh my gosh, we've impacted all these women. It's fabulous, you know. Absolutely, yes. I want to ask you about your scholarship. I'd like to hear more about that scholarship. Yeah. The Vine and, and Spirits Leadership Program. What is that? Yeah. Women of the Vine and Spirits Leadership Program. Yeah. So Women of the Vines um, and Spirits, if you're not 
familiar. It's kind of like a C-suite. You know, they open up opportunities for women who are um, in the wine and spirits industries. And they, they provide trainings. They um, If you're familiar with how you get to the different levels of wine, the W set um, is a is level testing that you have to, they offer those tests and trainings. Um, but the scholarship program they have is uh really about developing leaders within these industries. And so I'm a part of the developing leadership program, and then they have an executive one as well. Um, and there's like, there's an eight week, um, an eight week sessions of them taking us through all these different discovery um, assessments about yourself, uh, teaching us how we can use different techniques to be great leaders, how to communicate. Um, every every time we get together, there's a different um, theme. And the scholarship really is an opportunity for me to uh, open up doors for other people behind me. That's how I see it. Um, this is an opportunity that I didn't even know existed four months ago. And now I'm a part of this, you know? And so if I didn't know that that existed, I wouldn't have even been able to be a part of this world and anything. So now that I know that, oh, I'm going to make sure so many other women are a part of this. And so many other people have this um, opportunity like I had and learning the opportunities that, that are out there beyond this now that I'm here, right? And making sure that while I'm here, I'm maximizing the experience so that I can glean so much more information to bring back to my community. That is really my mission with this scholarship. I love it. Because one of the things that Jill talks about is how few women are in the wine industry. Exactly. So it sounds like by by having this leadership program, you're looking to actually uh, put out put out, put out out the word, the wine industry is open to women. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, that's great. And not just as consumers. <laughs> yeah. And bigger than that, like, I mean, wine is, let's be honest, it's a very white centric um, industry. So seeing people like me, I'm black, um, I'm queer, you know, all these representations that uh, intersectionalities that people need to see when they go into a place is, is very important, you know, and, we're, and I always tell people you're missing out on opportunities when you leave out all these other groups, right? Right. All this opportunity for, for growth and money and all these things that we, we are so afraid to, to, you know, offend when it really should be an invite in, right? Right, right. So where do you think the wine industry will go with diversity and inclusion? How do, where do you think it's heading? And, and belonging. And belonging. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I love the way you keep getting that in there, Diane. Um, I think, <laughs> I believe it's it's about to explode in a way that maybe some people aren't ready for in that industry. Um, but I think in, in, in a way that is so colorful and so amazing that the wine industry is going to be diverse in palate taste. Like wine is not going to be the same thing it was five years ago in five years. You know, you're probably right because, you know, you're not supposed to judge a book by its cover or a person by however they look. But with wine, I must admit, I do literally buy because I like the label. <laughs> it, listen, and that's the, that's the glory of Tenero's labels, right? Those labels are so beautiful. That, right, they're beautiful. Yeah, yeah they're gorgeous. Yeah. But Yeah, and they sometimes they have hidden parts yeah. in them. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, little secrets. <laughs> that could be an after dark conversation. I love it. I love it. <laughs> but yeah, I think that... Um, that really the wine industry has been missing out on different palettes, different cuisines that are, aren't necessarily brought forth in the wine industry because there haven't been such diverse people who are making the wines and elevating those wines. So now I think that we're going to see so many different varietals come 
out of this uh, emergence of diversity in, in the wine industry. I think we'll see different experiences. The wine rooms won't look the same. Um, I recently went to a bar in Phoenix or Scottsdale called Wine Girl, and it was the most fun wine bar I've ever seen in my life. Everything was white. Everything is pink. And I was like, this is like the total opposite of what, of what what you think of as a wine bar. And I loved that concept. And I love that because we're bringing in so many different people, we're getting that um, that diversity of what wine can be. I'm taking a note of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, you know, we're, 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 give, we're giving 10 old sellers and um, Jill a big plug because we love her and we love you too, OT. So tell us about this Disrupt Now collection. What is what is that? Because, you know, that's what, I, that's what I've seen Tenerol do is they do these collections. What are yes, they? Yes, absolutely. So this current collection is, uh, it is Disrupt Now, and it's all about the 208 years that the World Economic Forum says that it will take for women to gain global equity and equality in uh, this country. And we think that that's absurd and that should not exist. And we can't wait for 208. And we want to disrupt that number now by creating conversations around issues that affect women every day and elevating women with resources. So from this collection, 10% of the profits go back to the Women of the Vine scholarship program to make sure that we can elevate more women in this industry to be able to shake shake up and disrupt um, what it looks like and ha- make sure they have the resources they need to be successful in this industry. Because a lot of, a lot of what, um, wine, the barrier in wine is, is finances. I mean, it's an expensive, right. um, hobby to have. <laughs> and it consumes a lot of water. Yeah. Yeah. We don't have, a lot of us don't have parents that have a billion dollars to, to give us. Exactly. It- really? How come? <laughs> Right. <laughs> I, I didn't I didn't get married into the right chain or I wasn't born right. No, we're doing it ourselves. Yeah. We're doing it ourselves. But here's what I want but I want to pick back up on that two hundred and eight years for the for the equality. I mean, if that's in the United States, what's it gonna be like around the rest of the world? Is it a thousand years? Exactly. Exactly. Because it feels like we're going backwards across the world as a whole. In some places, most certainly. In some places, yeah, for sure. And we are. And some and some of those uh, numbers, if you look at, we have digressed in a lot of those numbers and, mm-hmm. um, you know, where, where we should be, where, where we uh, are and where we could be is, is never mm-hmm. aligned because we're not the ones in the room making those decisions. And that's what we want to change. Well, let me ask you this. Um, you know, I like this one question. How do you, who would you love to share a glass of wine with? I love Ooh. that question. So tell us. Yeah. So let me see if I could share my glass of wine with anybody, it would probably be my great, my great, great grandmother, because I really, I really would love to know, like, what was her vision for her children and her family from her perspective and all the things that she went through, like, what does she see this world being? And like, where, how close or how far are we from that? Because I want to know like, what, what, what was it like to dream at that time versus what it is now so that I can appreciate more of what I have now because of the sacrifices of the people that that sacrificed for me before. So I would just love to talk to my great grandmother. She's my, my, my closest ancestor that I feel like, um, I know the most about, but not, but never met. And so I would love to, to get to know her more. What was your great grandmother, her name? Her name was Lula Mae Walker. It's more so of a like overwhelming, like feeling of her being here right now. Like this presence just hit me when you asked that. And I just, I had to like, take a step back because it was, it was just like, Ooh, 
Yes, Lula Mae Walker. Well, special prayer for her for sure. Thank you. So let's let's say as we you know as you look at 2022, and I know last night C-suite in our LA we had an in-person event. We did vision boards. I didn't get to see yours. What are some of your goals for 2022? So the, my, some of my goals for 2022 is to uh, get the plan and and uh, set and ready to go for my wine bar because that is coming sooner than later now. It's so in front of me. It's I can taste it. Um, so that's definitely one of the things. And then, um, as far as D and I, I, my goal is to get more women who look like me, um, in the wine industry in every level that I can. Um, and to also open up doors for myself to find out what, what is needed in this industry to make this industry even better because I'm new to this industry as well. And so my goal is to really get deep into this industry and um, disrupt it from the inside out and um, just really show the world what, what we can do um, from the wine perspective to also make change in this world. Just because we're, you know, in wine doesn't mean that we don't, we don't have to make effects on the, on the world. So that's my goals. I love it. I love it. And, and, if there was one piece of advice you'd like our audience to take away from your wonderful experiences, what would that be? You are where you're supposed to be and don't second guess that. You are where you are supposed to be and don't second guess that. That's my advice to you. <laughs> you are where you're supposed to be. Exactly. And so honestly, for UOT, you are like a change maker. Thank you. <laughs> so thank, thank you. you. So yes. So we have just spoken with Otisha, O.T. Mosley Bremen. She is the Director of Culture, Community, and Partnerships and Experiences at Tenoral Cellars. And it has just been wonderful having you on the show today. Thank, thank you. you so much. Thank you for having me. OT, tell our listeners how they can get in touch with you. Oh, yes, please. Yes, so you can find me and my email is OT at TenoralSellers.com. And Teneral is spelled like general, but with a T. Um, and <laughs> you can also find us, find me on Instagram at O underscore the number two, T-H-E underscore O-T-E-S-H-A. So it's O to the O-T-S-H-A on Instagram. Oh, fabulous. And you can find me through Tenero's Instagram. I'm all over that thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Terrific. Well, we wish you the best of luck and thank you for being part of our C-suite journey too yes. as we continue with our uh, business relationship and personal relationship. So thank you. Thank you for having me. So we want to thank our sponsors today. We want to thank Google uh, we want to thank RSM, an accounting firm. We want to say thank you to Manette, a law firm, Woodworth Sawyer, employee benefits, and Amplify Professional Services, executive search and IT consulting. So thank you for listening today. Hit the subscribe button on Apple, Spotify, or everywhere you get your podcasts. Leave us a review and please give us a good one. <laughs> Follow us on social media, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram. We're all over LinkedIn in particular. And we love hearing from you. So don't be shy. Send us an email to media at c-suite, c-s-w-e-e-t.org. And of course, check out our website where we have lots of stuff going on. You know, join us, become a member, show up at events, uh, www.c-suite, c-s-w-e-e-t.org. And thank you again. Bye.